This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of... IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies, all for you. Holy crap. Did you see that? Did you see what What? I saw? What was that? (laughs) Just mind blown. Wow. Oh my gosh. As if celebrating eight years wasn't enough. Now we've got like our own intro video. Like what? That is all. That is all on the talented and amazing efforts of our producer and the owner of the channel, Sean. Thank you so much to him and the Phantom Empire team for uh, that that great honor, that great intro. Um, to to see the Tanev Four uh, heading to uh, hyperspace, right as we're saying, all the galaxies. Like, oh my God, that was so cool. Um, man, I, I, I was, I was going to let you lead, but I, I'm sorry. <laughs> my mind is just blown. Like I was going to let you do the a whole lot to take in. It's a lot He's to take back. In. Welcome back. But yeah, I'm yeah, just making yeah. a name for myself. Like right here, right now, like screw it. Hey everybody, I'm back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so excited to, to have this be the episode that I'm back for because, um, dude, I, I know that I've been doing a lot of baseball and football stuff 
um, and and career oriented stuff. But looking back at all that we have accomplished in the last Crazy. eight years is just mind blowing. So uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we've gotten this far, and I'm really really excited to to be celebrating with with everybody tonight well it, it's good to have you back my friend it's been far too long and uh yeah this is a hell of an occasion to have um we had that great intro thanks to our producer sean for for making that happen that was amazing you did not expect that at all he's like oh we got a surprise for you and then it just pops up i'm like and then that just happens i was like what on earth oh okay yeah amazing amazing stuff what a way to celebrate eight years and uh yeah so we will be celebrating our eighth anniversary tonight um and also uh talking a little moon night because that recently came out mm-hmm. and uh it was even better than I thought it would be, to be honest. It really surprised me as a series. So uh, very much interested into getting into that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will also mention right off the top of the thing, we will have an episode devoted exclusively to Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be coming up as soon as I can get it edited and up. on think it's an audio-only episode. You won't be seeing it on YouTube. So just yeah. go to your uh, podcatcher's wherever IPC podcast can be found and uh, you can uh, check that out. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and we're going to have a lot of time talking about that movie, but uh, tonight it is a big celebration. It is so big. Cause the, the show notes you sent me said this was for episode 347. Now I know that I've missed quite a few of those lately, but the fact that this show has endured for eight years and 347 episodes wow. is just unreal. And so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of congratulations in the chat. Melissa, eight years, woohoo, awesome. Uh, Kenny Crayley, been with us pretty much since year one. Happy eight-year anniversary to IPC. Um, we, we appreciate all the people that have been with us from day one and all the people that joined us when we joined Phantom Empire a year ago. Um, it was our seventh anniversary when we talked about the Bad Batch and celebrated seven years uh, that we first joined up with Phantom Empire. So we've been here on YouTube with these guys for a whole year now. Appreciate them putting up with us as long as they have and giving us, you know, another platform to be able to to broadcast from. It's it's always it's always a, a really fun time and really exciting and. Uh, a eighth anniversary special just makes it even more special, even more exciting. Did you see that I got the swag on tonight? I you went, and, I went and pulled nice. out my old, my old baseball shirt. It's got the black sleeves with the with the white, so it's really messing with the white balance on the video here. But if you want this shirt, you can get it at tpublic.com/user/ipcpodcast. We'll probably go ahead and put that in the chat uh, for those of you that want your own IPC swag. Um, during COVID, they actually rolled out masks, and I ended up getting an IPC um, cloth oh. mask. Um, I've got an IPC hoodie. I've got IPC stickers. Like it's uh, it's really cool the stuff that you can find and customize over there. You can even get uh, phone cases for like certain iPhone and Android phones. So um, go check that out when you have the opportunity. Steven says eight years is unbelievable. I know. I can't believe that this dude next to me has put up with me for eight years. Ben, how in the hell do you do that? 
Well, I kind of have the same question for you um, because uh, I, I just I just don't know how you put up with this for eight <laughs> years. How did we put up with each other for eight years? How do we make this happen? I don't know. I'm just glad we're we're somehow we're still here um, and, uh, you know, we're making this happen um, and we're going to continue to make this happen as long as we can until we die, probably. OK, you know, we we haven't been able to manage a weekly show for a while now we've been cutting it back to two weeks just to keep it going and uh you know i want to i want to keep that going for as long as possible okay i want to die on air okay i just want to be like yes uh, star wars episode 27 was kind of trash ah! <laughs> oh what if we got um a movie about alden ehrenreich <laughs> and we just call it you know duo a solo introspective or something like that i don't know but like oh dude there there are so many things so many topics that we have talked about on this show and you know steven's um in in the chat saying back in my day we petitioned for the show reel cuts (laughs) (laughs) oh man the old, the old those world. were the days. Those were the days. days. Now you get the audio and the video is the show real cut. That's it. This is what you get. And uh what's what's funny is the, the show real cut would have like bathroom breaks. You know, it'd be it would be like an hour forty into our three hour long discussion and be like, Okay, I've had too much water, so I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. We'll be back in eight minutes and just trim it for the people listening on Podbean. So um, an awful lot of editing back there I had to do. Yeah, um, yeah. To get those man. in ship shape. Um, um, I, my workload is 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 much much lighter now. Oh. I I knocked an episode out in a day the other day. The Peacemaker episode, I just knocked it out like a couple oh. hours. It was great. That's that's so fun, man. And and I'm glad that you guys had some really great discussions while I was away. Like I I got to see some of the topics and and tune into the conversations a little bit here and there when I was finishing up with some of my baseball games and stuff. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you got to do the things that you got to do, but I'm really glad to be back because this summer is going to be like a fantastic summer for movies and TV. Like I, I saw on Twitter yesterday that there are some episodes of stranger things that are going to be longer than some movies. So like we are getting a whole lot of stranger things content uh jurassic world dominion is coming out this summer thor love and thunder is coming out this summer um there's just a lot of stuff to to look forward to and that is why you've got a special multiverse of madness episode coming your way that's that's going to be you know a a separate discussion from what we're talking about tonight because we wanted to talk about it but we didn't want to wait a month or two before we finally got around to talking about it right so we we compromised and decided to do like a bonus episode and that will be coming your way soon melissa in the chat says ben your shelf is all star wars uh (laughs) did did you know that is that is that news to you who put that there (laughs) you did over the course of the last like 25 years i would think (laughs) i don't know if you noticed but that shelf right there is all Boba Fett, okay? Every bit of that is Boba Fett. I don't know if that's you can just a Boba see Fett it. shelf. Um, it's just, it was for the book of Boba Fett. I actually haven't I haven't properly like switched it out. I, I should I should switch it out for Kenobi, but I actually don't know if I have that much Kenobi stuff. It took me a lot to find all that Boba Fett merch in my entire house. 
it was a lot. Um, I don't get super character specific with my collecting, but uh, uh anyway. I, I, I tried to be that way with certain characters like Mace Windu. Um, but it just it didn't it didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to. So well, I mean, it uh, does it does get a bit awkward. It, I'm getting in that way with a certain character because I have I have let's see here I have this you can see that ah. a card thing I have this oh wow I have this see this only then, works. This only works, Ben, when, when people are watching the video. Because if they're tuning in on Podbean, it's like, I have this. I have this. Yeah, well, <laughs> and nobody knows what they're talking about. And I have this. <laughs> For those of you that are tuning in uh, after the fact, you he just, lot if you're not watching he just on showed YouTube. off a whole bunch of different Grogu stuff. And didn't Mondo and I give you a Grogu shirt for Christmas? You did. You did. I think Where we did. Like, I didn't even I know that that was I'm not of- wearing it right now. I didn't know that that was part of your obsession when we got it. It was just like, oh, hey, this is screaming Ben to me, so let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, naturally, naturally. Um, real quick, I just wanted to go back. You were you were talking about all the topics we talked about and uh, the people that were on here, and I want to give a very special shout-out to everyone who came on board. I'm talking about Chad. I'm talking about Jill Davis. I'm talking about Matthew um and uh, st- our buddy steven Schindler, who's in the chat right now all those guys holding down the fort and keeping the show going and uh contributing their time and their uh their insight into bringing bringing it to ipc and keeping the show going so thank you guys so much we are internally in your debt that's that's really cool i'm i'm grateful that ipc is bigger than just me you know like that's always a relief that you can you can go and and pursue other passion projects, and the show will still be here when you get back. And so those people yeah. help make it possible. And and I do it'll be here. That. We'll always show up. You know, just who knows? Well, I thought it would be cool if we took a little trip down memory lane. Are you right. are you cool with that? Like, yeah, I I went back into our um, photo albums on the IPC Facebook page because (laughs) all of our promo images are on there going all the way back to 2014. And on that note, I'm going to pause before we go and look at those images and look at some of the topics that we've got. Do you want to know some fun facts about the year 2014 when we first started this show? I would love to hear some fun facts. Okay, so back in 2014, I've got a tab open, so if my eyes get distracted, that's what's going on. I'm looking at another tab. Um, back in 2014, our uh, the United States administration was under the leadership of Barack Obama. And in the news, the state of Oregon had banned smoking in vehicles when children are present. Merrill Davis and Charlie White won the Olympic gold for uh, Team USA in couples ice dancing. Um, Microsoft had officially discontinued the Windows XP operation program. Breaking Bad had won a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series. And Amazon purchased Twitch for $970 million. I didn't even know Amazon owned Twitch. Wow, okay. Yeah, they they have since 2014, apparently. (laughs) For the, for the sports aficionados, the 2014 World Series baseball champion was the San Francisco Giants. 
The Super Bowl champion in football was the Seattle Seahawks. The Stanley Cup champion in hockey was the LA Kings. And then the NBA champions, and they've barely even made it to the playoffs since this happened. But the 2014 basketball champion was my San Antonio Spurs back in 2014. Oh, wow. And I've got a commemorative hat. I think they won it again maybe in 2017. But like since then, like the big three retired and they just have not done much since then. Um, the average cost of bananas was about 70 cents a pound. Gasoline was 337 a gallon. And the average household income was about $54,000. The top five most listened to songs of that year uh, were Counting Stars by One Republic, Fancy by Iggy Azalea, All of Me by John Legend, Dark Horse by Katy Perry, and Happy by Pharrell Williams. <laughs> yes! Like, that's, that's how far back we were. And then the last one that I wanted to touch on, I'm going to go to this other tab and take a look at what the top grossing movies of 2014 were are you ready for this should i do top five or should i do top 10 um go with the 10 i'm curious all right here's here's the top 10 movies honestly there were a ton of really great movies that came out in 2014 um i kind of want to do like the top 20 but we'd be here for freaking forever um here's the top 10 at number 10 interstellar Oh was gosh, number 10 wow. at the worldwide box office in 2014. At number nine, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Wow, very relevant now. Yeah, really. At number eight, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, yeah. At number seven, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I knew that one. I knew that one. At number six, this one is the one that surprised me. I did not think this movie was going to finish ahead of The Winter Soldier, but it did. X-Men Days of Future Past. Wow. I didn't th those movies seem like they came out like 10 years apart to me. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um at number 5 was The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Wow. At number 4 was Disney's Maleficent. Wow. At number 3, any guesses what the top 3 would be based on what I've already said? I have no clue to be honest. I should know this. At number three, the number three worldwide grossing movie of 2014 was a movie that we reviewed called Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe I feel so stupid. <laughs> At number two, it was The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Damn. And the number one worldwide grossing movie the only movie of 2014 to eclipse a billion dollars worldwide transformers age of extinction you've got to be kidding me i'm not i'm not that's amazing 1.1 billion dollars versus 956 million for the hobbit at number two so it made a lot more money than anything else that year but yeah those were those were the top 10 and just missing the cut. This is what I'm talking about with other really great movies at number 11 was big hero six. Godzilla is at 14. The Lego movie is at 17. Um, what was it? Uh, what was the other one? 22 jump street is on here. Paddington is on here. Um, 
The RoboCop reboot was in 2014. Uh, the Equalizer was in 2014. Like, there's a ton of movies that people really look back on fondly nowadays that um, they came out eight years ago, the same year that IPC started. Damn. Steven says, that list upsets me. <laughs> it does oh. me too, because it didn't feel like that long ago. That was yeah, before it... The Force Awakens came out. Dude, our podcast is older than Disney Star Wars. Crazy. Oh man. Okay. So now let's let's kind of go through are are you able to pull up like a notes tab or like maybe a Google Doc or something? Um I'm curious just how many different franchises we have covered in our eight years. And I kind I of the, I got the end of our notes right here. I got an empty space. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go through our photos and talk about some of the different topics that we have discussed throughout the years. And then at the end, maybe we tally up how many franchises we have covered in our eight years. Are okay. you ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. I go to that tab and make sure that it actually stayed put. Oh, man. There's a picture of my first ever microphone. Oh, man. I used oh an gosh. old MacBook Pro and an old Windows tablet and had my microphone sitting right down the middle. Um, so... In the in the first ever episode, it was just a pilot episode. It was only like 40 minutes long. We didn't really discuss anything in particular. We just talked about what kind of stuff we would want to talk about, you know. But um, one of them we called a marvelous discussion. Yeah. And then another one was a DC discussion. Um, then we just flat out discussed Star Wars. Like it just has the Star Wars logo. Which, by the way, when we first started, it was just some italicized letters that said IPC. And like, that, that was a logo, a logo that I made every single time. I had a specific thing that I made. And if you probably didn't compare them all, they were probably vastly different. But I tried to be consistent. Well, I think some of them were in like some sort of a teal color at some point this one is like sky blue so that's that's interesting <laughs> um so here's one that that says we're covering the clone wars and i think we did several seasons of the clone wars like we did multiple discussions of the clone wars um we asked people to vote on which movie they wanted us to talk about and the three that people could choose from was guardians days of future past and dawn of the planet of the apes and guardians won by popular vote um we did one that was a farewell to robin williams let me see we did the winter soldier we did doctor who we had our jurassic arc you remember jurassic arc oh how could i forget dude like that's maybe five or six topics before we finally went into the jurassic arc which is still to this day one of my favorite story arcs that we've done on this on this uh podcast and what did you because, say before doctor who uh winter soldier i think okay yeah wow that was the same time that wasn't the same time that's crazy yeah we were we were discussing doctor who around the same time as uh as as winter soldier which is which is just crazy um but the jurassic arc is one that's particularly near and dear to me because that is the first and pretty much only time 
that I ever tried to do this show solo. I went oh, live the, on the infamous third episode, I think. Third or fourth episode. It it was it was not good. I went back and listened to it before and it was brutal. I was I was of such this mindset that the show must go on. And look at us now. It's like, eh, I don't feel like it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't actually do that. But like I was in such this mode that like we can't lose any momentum. We can't lose our listenership. We can't we can't miss a week. So Ben's out of town. That's okay. I'm just gonna do it myself. And I went on there and started reading excerpts from the two books of the original Jurassic Park and the Lost World by Michael Crichton. And I had to like stop for water all the time. And there were like these weird, awkward pauses where I think part of me was like wishing you were there <laughs> at those moments. Cause I'm like, Oh, this will be a really good time for Ben to chime it's in. Hard to just keep talking. It's hard to just like talk and be the only person talking because you're yeah. so, especially when you're so used to, you know, when you yeah. stop talking, someone else picks up the pace right and this was like within the first few months of me ever doing any kind of podcasting period whatsoever so i didn't have a whole lot of confidence behind the microphone yet and i didn't really know what the heck i was doing yet and it shows in that episode and it's it's famous but also infamous for both of those reasons steven says whenever i've podcasted on my own i've always felt it's always felt awkward. It's just there's something different. There's something very different about podcasting on your own. I I personally feel like podcasting is a communal act. It's something that you're supposed to do with a community. You can do it in person, um, but you can also do it um, virtually like you and I have done for so long. Like you live in Mississippi, which is like a nine, ten hour drive away from the Dallas, Texas area. And yet you and I have regularly made it um, to, to do this show for so long. And I think the community aspect of podcasting is one of my favorite things about this show and podcasting in general. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's, that is, that is the thing. That's the thing that just makes this all so great. Sorry. I thought you were going to go on a little bit more. I had to take a drink there. <laughs> Uh, that also so, happens sometimes. Sometimes you think someone's yeah, going to talk, and then they just don't talk for some don't. reason. And then they don't. It's like, you're on a podcast. You're supposed to talk, and you just said, oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> a little more than that, please. <laughs> um, let me see. Chosen Nightwolf in the chat. Happy anniversary, IPC. How time flies. Hard to believe it's been eight years. Dude, I was still in community college when I started this podcast with you and back in December, I got my master's degree. So that is how long this show has been going on. It's gone on from just freshly graduated high school to done with college. Like this show has, has seen us through a ton of life experiences and it's, it's, it's crazy how much we have bonded since then. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue. Are you, are you ready for, for more, more topics? Um, I see one for the arrow. I see one for rebels. I see one for agents of shield. Wow. We've got like two, three, four promos for the arrow. 
screenshots of Jurassic World when the trailer first came out, another Doctor Who episode, and then we did the holiday special and the year in review. And then we did our very first um, year preview, like the 2015 preview of what stuff is to come. And it was stuff like, um, let me see, I see Hulkbuster in this promo image. I see Owen Grady. I see Agent Carter. And I see the Millennium Falcon. So we had a lot to look forward to in 2015. Uh, yeah, let me see. So much. Oh, man. The 100. Oh, oh. <laughs> man. We talked that show up for so freaking long. I wonder how many people actually took our advice and actually watched the 100, though. Because the first three or four seasons, it was um, it was really, really good. But then by like season seven, season eight, I think, it really went off the deep end. And it really was not good. <laughs> and you can tell by how often we talked about it afterwards which was not that much <laughs> like we just did not cover it um all that much afterwards uh some screenshots from Jurassic World pictures from me at Comic-Con man that was my first ever Comic-Con and I saw Olaf holding a lightsaber <laughs> as you do like that's just the kind of stuff you see at Comic-Con um, looks like there's some Indiana Jones discussions that we had in here. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I see Raiders, I see Temple of Doom, and I see Last Crusade. Um, I don't see Crystal Skull on here, though. <laughs> um, we, did we, we, did... we talk about that one, though, did we not? I was feel that, like we... It was out at that point. Came out I feel like we did, but maybe we did it later or something, because I don't see the promo image, um all that much afterwards we said goodbye to leonard nimoy when he passed away we did an episode on rebels we did one on um looks like toy story 3 perhaps okay uh there's another one for the 100 there's a lot of force awakens screenshots we posted basically every screenshot from the first force awakens trailer um <sighs> And yeah, so there's the there's the promo for our first anniversary show. So those topics that I just discussed were the things that we talked about in year one. Wow. Let Dang. me see. Let me, let me see. Um, year two, we talked about Age of Ultron. We talked about Daredevil. We talked about Rebels again. We talked about The Flash. I think that's our first time talking about The Flash, wasn't it? Probably. Might have been. We did a San Diego Comic-Con recap. Um, we did a Man of Steel discussion. We did a Disney D23 discussion. And then it looks like we did the Batman series. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Man. I don't even remember doing this. But apparently, we did an episode talking about Fear the Walking Dead. Do you even remember doing that episode? I remember that because for some reason, I have no idea why, I watched the entire first season of that show. I was just like, right, yeah, I haven't seen The Walking Dead, but I'll watch this show because it's coming out. I watched the whole first season. And we're like, yeah, we'll do an episode on it. It was I don't like know six what possessed eight. me to do that. It was only like six or eight episodes, right? Like the yeah, it wasn't very. It wasn't super long. It was like yeah. eight episodes, eight to ten episodes at most. 
did you know that it's in like season six or season seven now? Like that show is still going. Like completely changed too. Like all the original characters are like dead or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much from what I've heard. Yeah. And um, a couple of seasons, believe it or not, are actually set in Texas. I found that out. Oh, okay. That um, because there's a minor league baseball stadium just outside of uh, Austin where they basically in the show turned the baseball stadium into a small town because it's got those really high fences for when you hit home runs and stuff. And the concourse was gated off so that nothing could get through the gates. And they basically converted a minor league ballpark into a haven. And I was like, that's really clever, actually. So now I kind of want to watch it just to see the stuff that was said in Texas. Because I feel like at one point, maybe even on that episode, we talked about, oh, yeah, nobody's ever going to be brave enough to show anything in the Deep South like Texas or Mississippi because everybody's got guns down here. and They're just going to shoot the zombies and kill them off. And so the fact that they actually tried it, I'm actually kind of impressed by that. Um, Kenny's chiming in with some of the discussions that we've had. He said, Flash was great in seasons one and two, plus a few of the Arrowverse crossovers. But since season two, the show has yet to find its footing again. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Steven says, was good for three seasons while The Walking Dead decreased in quality. And then the quality flipped. They weren't that great thinking back, but season three was great and it became a different show. The main Walking Dead got much better these last couple of seasons, though I still need to see the final one. Um, I've, heard I've heard it's great now for some reason. I I have heard that, but I have not really looked into it myself. But uh, I may try. Who knows? Uh, looks like we did more Doctor Who, more Flash, more Arrow. Man, we we kind of just kept circling back to stuff, didn't we? We did we did like another Flash episode, another Arrow episode, another Rebels episode. And then we did something that I feel like we need to do again. And I, I don't know how we're going to do this, but do you remember doing a Star Wars watch through leading up to The Force Awakens? Yeah, we've done it. Technically, we've done it twice now. We did it. Did we in do the it again? Getting... The Force Awakens, and then we did it again. In the lead up to Rise of Skywalker, maybe? Rise of Skywalker, was it? Might have been. Like we did it different ways each time. We were kind of like, mm-hmm. I think we... I can't remember exactly how we did it. But we did it. We, we, we've we done it a lot. Um, It's a great... Just, I mean, great to just like... Especially with Episode 7 coming up. It was so great to just visit all the movies and get ready for that movie. And try to, try to maybe predict and anticipate what kind of storylines we might end up seeing. Um, but I see like a promo for Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Anakin and the 501st during Operation Nightfall for Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I see A New Hope, Vader holding out his hand for Episode 5. And then we've got our instant reactions. Oh, and then my goodness. And then we've got like a, a strictly IPC episode that was non-spoilery an IPC episode that was spoilery, and then the promo image with both logos, an IPC SWU crossover, the first of its kind, and definitely not the last. That one is also really near and dear to my heart because we had been podcasting for maybe a year and a half, and we had done 70 or 80 episodes, but we had never done one as long 
as that episode was. I'm pretty sure that crossover episode was like four hours long, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was. It, it was like it was. If it was not four hours, it was like three and a half, three and forty-five minutes, something like that. It was the longest episode we ever done. We did it right here. Did it right yeah. here in this in room. Yep. And it was amazing. Like one, still, I I'd love to go back and like listen to that because it was. One of the best podcasts we've ever done. One of the most fun we've ever done. You know, I kind of want to go back and listen to it also to see if any of our predictions came true. Because, like, I think there was a segment where we started predicting, you know, what's going to happen to Ray? What's going to happen to Kylo Ren? What's going to happen to Finn? You know, I think we tried to make predictions for the rest of the series. And I'm really, was... really curious. And not to get into it, but that was the whole thing with the Force Awakens. Is it, is it kind of gave us more questions than it answered? probably set, set the next two movies up for failure because there was so many questions to answer. And then it just, it just, uh, it went places. Okay, guys, it just went places. And some of them we did not expect, but yeah, I would love to hear like our virgin minds of just seeing that movie and where we thought it was going to go after that. Hey, fun fact. I just saw this in the chat. The first star Wars watch through was when Shinder first got into listening to IPC. That is crazy. That was in, makes sense, though. That was in 2015. Well, yeah, because there was a lot of cross promotion happening with SWU. It's like, oh, these guys are over here talking about Star Wars, and it's a guy from the Star Wars podcast. So, go give it a listen, and people did. So, that's pretty cool. Okay, I'm gonna pause here because this is the end of 2015. Um, I feel like I've been talking a lot, Ben. I want to give the floor to you. Um, in those first two years 2014 2015 what memories do you have and like what stuff um was like some of your favorite stuff to to talk about in those early formative years and what do you feel like you've learned since then oh yeah i mean i've learned a ton trying to turn about podcasting and uh how this all works and editing and and so many things um and learn to love it for for one um but, you know, also just all the things that we we discussed early on and stuff that, you know, there was things that I was into myself. Obviously, I was getting into with Marvel and DC. Star Wars was kicking off. It was in that kind of area after the Disney sale, before the release of the sequel films. And it was like this anticipation of like, oh, stuff's coming. Stuff's happening. Star Wars is, is back. And... You know, I got to share, maybe share some things with you that maybe that I love, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever else. You got to share some stuff with me. And then I got to watch stuff that I'd never watched before, really, I think. Um, Fear the Walking Dead being one of them. I never really examined Jurassic Park under that kind of telescope of, of th that you did. And Doctor Who was completely new. Like, I had only a couple years before had even heard of doctor who i had never heard of it in my life and they were introducing new characters and i think there was an episode of doctor who that also had a dinosaur in it and we were just fresh off of our jurassic arc discussion and so like we wanted to talk yep. about you know fandom plus dinosaurs like it sounded like a great combination and then it turned out to be like an average episode below average episode <laughs> and after a while, we kind of trailed off of it. But I agree that I think within those first couple of years there, um, I realized that 
it was going to be great for us as hosts. It was going to be great for us as communicators. And uh, like you said, learning how to do things behind the scenes and um, setting up social media pages and learning what works and what doesn't work and that kind of thing. Like we have gone through a lot of trial and error, I feel like, but we've also grown a whole lot. And I think we've become better people because of it. And and I don't mean to say that as like, as like a humble brag, but like genuinely podcasting helps you with, with scheduling, with time management, with conflict resolution, with uh, communicating with people in a regular and consistent manner, uh, coming up with topics of conversation, keeping conversations going, there's a lot of things that, that podcasting can do that are very pertinent to real life. And I feel like it's helped make us better communicators and just better people in general. Yeah. Podcasting is a thing where nobody that gets into this is good when they start, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience. It's a, the more you do it, the, you'll at least get okay at it. I'm not saying that anybody is going to become you know, a, a, a world-class uh, uh, communicator, uh, a la, you're looking at one that's not definitely not that. But, uh, you know, and uh, you're also looking at another guy right next to me who I know you've come a long way, and you're looking at this as a career, and you're damn good at it, if, I'm, if I may brag on you for a second. Um, so, uh, you know, I think uh, it affects people in different ways. I've just, I've just, I've just learned how to put a sentence together a little bit better than, uh, than I used to. Um, and I lost my, my really Southern drawl accent, um, kind of. So, oh, uh, yeah, same. That's the other thing. Like, those first five episodes, I'm sounding like I just came out of the outhouse and just started walking my <laughs> way up from the steel mill. Like, I just had a whole bunch of moonshine whiskey, and then I just hopped on in front of this here dang microphone. Like, oh, my God. It's funny how us getting together, we're both born and live in the South, somehow talking at each other's faces, like, canceled our our accents out somehow. Well, okay. In fairness, my mom is a linguistics major, and she's fluent in both English and Spanish. So I feel like she probably helped with my communication uh, ability just a bit there because I I not only had to pronounce things properly, I had to pronounce things properly in two languages. So mm, um, I feel big. like that, that probably helped a little bit, but um, I, I don't know, dude, I, I feel like it's just the, the comfort level and the evolutionary process of a podcast too, that, um helps you develop yourself as a communicator because for a while maybe we both spoke in a southern accent because the other one spoke in a southern accent and there there's a theory out there called communication accommodation theory i learned this in college (laughs) where you basically try to accommodate somebody else's communication style by finding a way to um emulate it without it sounding like mimicry so if somebody's okay. got if somebody's got a very heavy accent, maybe you don't speak exactly the same way that you always do, and your voice kind of draws a little bit to the way that they sound, so that there's some comfort in the conversation. They feel a little more comfortable talking to you because even though you made just the slightest adjustment, 
you sound a little bit more like them. You are accommodating their communication style by trying to match it with your own. And so I feel like both of us carried that Southern accent for a long time because the other one had a Southern accent and we wanted to like accommodate each other's communication styles. Um, but as we've grown and we've communicated with other people, obviously you've got the SWU podcast. I've been on several different podcasts with my buddy, Sean, who hosts this channel here at Phantom Empire. Um, I feel like the more people we expose ourselves to and the more people that we talk to, the more our vocal range kind of expands and we kind of find ourselves and we find our voice uh, a little bit better just by being a part of this community with other people. And that's, that's the other weird thing is I've counted before and I'm sure your, your number tops mine, but I am virtually certain that I have appeared on 15 other podcasts since <laughs> Like since IPC wow. began in 2014, I have been on 15 other programs. That's crazy. And some of them were ones that I hosted. Some of them were ones that I was a guest on. And here's the other crazy thing to think about. We have inspired the creation of other podcasts. Have you ever considered yourself an inspiration, Mr. Hart? Um, Sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> I have not. I have not. But when I when I think about some of these people that started by listening to IPC back in 2014, 2015, and then, you know, come 2018, 2019, 2020, they have their own podcast. And sometimes they're not as frequent as ours, but I'd like to take credit for at least three of them that started up on uh, channel 1138 for a while before, you know, people started going to other platforms and doing other things, but there were at least two or three programs back on that old Mixler station that I feel like wouldn't have started if we hadn't blazed the trail. And so like, I think the legacy of this show is another thing that astounds me and, and honors me just a little bit is that after eight years, not only are we still communicating, but we have inspired other podcasts as well. Yeah. Um, Steven in the chat says, IPC and a few other podcasts inspired me to do delayed replay. The second anniversary episode for them comes out tomorrow. Congratulations to, uh, to delayed replay. Oh yeah. That's really awesome. Um, but yeah, there's there's just a lot of of legacy that goes into this show, and um, that really that that really humbles me as well. Yeah. Um, you ready to dive into what we discussed in 2016? Hell yeah! Uh, in 2016, we did our preview of what things to expect, which included things like Rogue One, uh, Batman v Superman, Deadpool, and it looks like Civil War. That's in the preview image for 2016. But one of the first episodes we discussed was the first episode of Firefly. (laughs) 2016 was the year of Firefly. And there will be a lot of promo images that pop up from now till the end of the year of us just randomly deciding, hey, you know what? Let's discuss the train job this week. Let's discuss um, the final episode. Let's discuss the movie. Like we 
did it on an episode by episode basis whenever we needed to kind of fill in the gaps of different pieces of content. And I got to tell you, that was one of the most fun series we did because I loved having an excuse to rewatch Firefly and then being able to hop on the show and talk about it. It was great. That was that was that's probably some of my favorite memories of the mm-hmm. show is is that that era of of episodes. Uh let's see. We've also got some more Rebels revisited. We got some more of the 100. We've got a Civil War discussion. We've got another Daredevil discussion. Let me see what else we've got on here. Um looks like we did a review of Doctor Strange. I don't remember doing that. But apparently we did. I have no memory of that. Of course, I have I, no memory of like what we did last week. So, you know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember reviewing the first Doctor Strange movie. And now we've got a review for Multiverse of Madness. I wonder how those two pair up with each other. Oh, oh that's going to be contrast. That's going to be rough. Uh, let me see what else we've got. There's some. Oh, there's that's Chris Pratt from The Magnificent Seven. And then Chris Pratt from Jurassic World. I don't know what we're doing there. <laughs> Did you ever see The Magnificent Seven? It was actually a pretty I decent movie. I have not seen it yet. I haven't seen any of them. It was actually pretty decent. It wasn't It wasn't bad. Um, and then I see a Civil War discussion and a screen, screenshot of Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. And then we had our 100th episode in 2016. Wow. wow. We hit 100 episodes in a year and a half. Let me see here. We've got more Firefly, more Rebels, another Comic-Con recap. Uh, looks like we did Batman v Superman. Naturally. And, and then we did Rogue One. So we did more Firefly. Excellent. We did some Stranger Things. That's the first time we've talked about Stranger Things, but Stranger Things was a two-parter, I believe, was it not? That was, yeah, that was a whole big thing. I remember that was a very in-depth review because we thought we could talk about all the episodes of that first season in one sitting, and we got about halfway through the episode and realized, yeah, there's no way we can do that. Yeah, that was that was the first episode, first the first time I ever had someone come up to me in person and say, "Hey, I enjoyed IPC," and they really? specifically mentioned. I love the Stranger Things episodes. Really? Yeah, that I, was it. That I was a Star Wars that. celebration. That was a Star Wars celebration Anaheim. I remember I was the 501st bash, and someone came up to me and said that. And I was like, whoa, you well, that just blew my mind. And wow. then also, I was just like, just great honor. I'm like, yeah, that was a fun episode. That was really, that's a lot of fun. That's crazy. Shout out. I have no idea who said that. If you, if you, somebody's, if you're still listening or watching, and you said that, please reach out so I can credit you properly. It, it left an impact, obviously, which is awesome. Um, I I really haven't met very many people um, in person who listen to it, but apparently my brother-in-law had a co-worker at Kroger that listened to the show. Oh my gosh. Because like they still keep in touch now, even though they're not co-workers, but like he was, he was like, yeah, my brother-in-law hosts a podcast and it talks about like geeky sci-fi stuff. And he's like, what's it called? And he's like, oh, I forget. Hey, honey. And he like calls my sister over. He's like, hey, what what is your brother's podcast called? And she's like, I think it's IPC. 
I forget what the acronym is, though. And the guy's eyes got wide. He's like, the Intergalactic Peace Coalition? And they're like, oh yeah, that's gosh. probably it. And I was like, oh my gosh. No, somebody, somebody in my hometown listens to my show. That is just... That was that was cool. Um, Steven's asking, was it Anaheim? Because Stranger Things came out in 2016 and uh, Anaheim was in 2015. Was it Orlando? Maybe it was Orlando. You're right. You're right. It was Orlando because it was the same. It was the same party. It was the same 501st bash where uh, uh, Trey Atwood and uh, Jake Damon devised a clever, elaborate scheme to break into the party using fake wristbands and a whole the whole works. That's um, great. <clears throat> yeah, that that happened also. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, moving on because I know we still got to talk about Moon Knight tonight, and it's already like you know less than an hour till we have to close down. Um, we did a Star Trek. Dis- what was the what's the third one called? Beyond. Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. We did a Beyond episode. It was the fiftieth anniversary of Star Trek. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did a. Um, more rebels discussion we did a fall preview discussion we did the suicide squad the will smith suicide squad movie oh the legendary suicide squad the legendary suicide squad and then we did what is this a suicide squad was some kind of suicide squad with some kind of suicide squad and then history was made november 10th 2016 does that date have any significance for you ben Oh, God. See, I'm going to feel stupid when you say it. November 10th, 2016 was the very first time we talked about anything pertaining to top five. Oh, that's that's where it happened. That's where it all started. That's where it all just had this crazy idea of let's let's talk about our top five what was the first top five top five movies never say no to yep it was never say no to and then it had such rousing success that our very next episode was what are your five favorite tv shows (laughs) i love that like now we don't do them very often but like back then we like did one and we had like a huge like just people came out of the woodwork. We're like, we gotta do this again. Do another one. We gotta, we gotta channel that momentum. We gotta harness that energy. Oh, they and, like that. Do another one. Another yeah. one. Another like, one. Oh, you like that, do you? Well, guess what? I'm gonna do it even harder. I don't know. I mean, we're good businessmen. We find something that sells, we sell it some more. Yep. Yep. And then we decided that instead of doing a like a yearly preview. We're going to do our five most anticipated movies of 2017. So we did, I think we did three top fives in like a month, basically. (laughs) And then we did our, we did our Rogue One discussion. We did top five 1v1 fights. 1v1 fights. I remember that one. Uh, We did top five villains. And then we did top five heroes because we're all about evenness at that point. Um, okay, time time for time for some more history. Um, February 9th, two thousand seventeen, 
was the first. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Top five villains, I think, was the first one. Yeah, okay. Our top five villains promo on January 27th, 2017, was the first time we used our IPC Planet logo. Really? We so had... that, little, that little logo right over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one in the bottom corner down there. We unveiled it around... I want to say December, January 2016, 2017. And then we started incorporating it into our promos around early 2017. Wow. Let's see. We did a Super Bowl recap. We did another discussion of the 100. And then here's one that I forgot we did, but it's a good one. Who are your top five duos? I bet that was one that you came up with. I bet I, I'll I'll take it. I'll take credit for that one. I, I bet I, I'm pretty sure because I, I just like just think thinking of about duos like that and think of it like uh, Woody and Buzz, Han and Chewie, Kirk so and Spock, um, Timon and Pumbaa. Like, there's so many great characters that you can't really have one without the other. That was and a see, really I would be point. curious to know what your lists are, and also. The fact that I have no recollection of my list or your list or anybody's list. We could yeah. do that episode over again and it would be yeah. completely fresh and probably have different picks. I, I I probably would pick different picks based on like the new content that I've watched now, probably. It's like there's new there's there's a lot of new duos. You could get mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and America Chavez. That would that would be that's, I would, that's a, a good that's a good one. That's a duo. Yep. I would probably also do like Rocket Raccoon and Groot now or something maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot more uh, out there. The biggest one of all, Din and Grogu. Come on now. How yeah. About, how about that duo? Yeah. You can't have one without the other. They tried and it didn't work. Imagine how confused people watching season 3 of Mando are going to be if they didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett. Like, like, imagine you're watching Disney Plus like five years from now. You get to the end of season two. It's all this. It's this. You're crying because he's taken. And then it's like auto plays the next episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's with him again. It's like, what happened? Like, what was that? What happened there? Yeah. Um. That was that was that was that was a fun one. And then we did, um, episodes. And then episode arcs from the Clone Wars. What yeah, are your I remember this. What are, you, I remember what are your this. favorite individual episodes? And then what are your favorite episode arcs from the Clone Wars? Oh my. Do you remember doing an Iron Fist discussion? I do. I actually do remember discussing Iron Fist. Because I don't. Like, it was it was all the rage. It was all it was getting all the hate. But Everybody people hated, were, loved to hate Iron Fist. But people were raging about how much it sucked. Like they weren't raging about how <laughs> how awesome it was. They were raging about how terrible it was. And now we've gotten news that Daredevil is being rebooted and is coming back to Disney Plus, which it's. It's amazing how things come full circle now. Which means, you know, Iron Fist will get a reboot. It, it, look, they've MCU. There's there's nothing they won't do at this point. So come on. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, wow. There was a Star Wars Celebration recap episode from 2017. There you go. And then we started a new franchise, one that I kind of want to return to because we haven't talked about it since April 2017. We haven't talked about it in five years, dude. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, some of my favorites. Dude. Some of my favorite discussions because that was dude. my first time going through those movies. Dude. Curse of the Black Pearl is still like one of my all-time favorites. It is so timeless. It is so good. But we did like all of the pirates discussions. I see I see Dead Man's Chest. I see At World's End. I see our three-year celebration happening in the middle of all of that. Um, what is this? Guardians 2. Okay, there's a Guardians 2 discussion. There um, there's Pirates 4. Oh wow. And then here we've got the IPC logo looking like the McDonald's logo in this alternating red and yellow. <laughs> and it's an AMA. We did our we did our first ever AMA not long after celebrating three years. That's cool. Which, by the way, if you want to send us questions in the chat, please feel free. We're monitoring them. And so um, we'll take questions from you guys if you've got questions about podcasting, if you've got specific questions about certain franchises that you want to hear our takes on, uh, please feel free while we continue on this nostalgia trip. Um, let me see. There's there's the fifth Pirates movie. So we did do all five Pirates movies, and then we transitioned into the Planet of the Apes franchise. That that was also... That's that's one that I, I genuinely like, have so oh, much yeah. fond memories of. Oh, yeah. Of watching and discussing those movies. The original Planet of the Apes and then Rise and Dawn. And then what is this? I think it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yep. Okay. Homecoming. We took a break from, from the Apes movies and did Homecoming and then went back to it and did um, War for the Planet of the Apes. And then let me see. We did our top five Marvel characters. Then we did Jessica Jones. Luke Cage and the Defenders back to back to back. There you go. And then I guess we're going to have to have her listen to these episodes because my, my fiance loves the Back to the Future franchise, but we haven't talked about them since September of 2017. Wow. I guess it means we need to just do it again sometime. <laughs> I guess so, because look at looking back, it's like um, the the Back to the Future movies were back to back, and then uh, we did Wonder Woman. That's cool. We did a Wonder Woman discussion, and then there's some random ass picture of a porg coming out of somebody's chest, like from the Alien movies. Yeah, did, yeah. That, do you, I, do you, I, no, it just just random memes. Just just random. Porgs were all the rage. It was last Jedi season. It was. It was October of 2017, and everybody was jumping on that bandwagon. Uh, oh, man. Not long after that, we did Spaceballs. And then, oh. and then right after that, we did Galaxy Quest. The, the, with, the, the spoof double feature. Well, and if you, um, if you recall... Before we had our current intro music, our very first intro music was the Galaxy Quest theme. Classic. For like, 
the first several first several years of our podcast, we were introducing ourselves on on top of the Galaxy Quest theme. And because we weren't monetizing back then, we kind of used it under fair use type of deal. Um, but it was very, very sketchy, and we probably could have been sued for that. But uh, luckily, we weren't. Um, let me see. Chosen Nightwolf, that's our friend George. What was your favorite podcasting moment on air? I've got an answer. Do you have an answer? That's a hard question. I've got I've got like two or three. Should, should I tell you one of them and maybe it'll yeah, jog? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, three words for you. Intergalactic peace jelly. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. I don't know if that's the best of the words. <laughs> I remember that their most listened to track at the time was a song called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtleneck. Oh, that was so fun! Wasn't Dominic on that episode with us? Yeah, that was that was a that was a DJ Crazy Train episode. That was a Crazy Train episode, and oh my gosh, we went so far off the beaten trail. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I think it was Doctor Who, because he was a big Doctor Who fan at the time. Um, but yeah, intergalactic peace jelly was definitely one of my favorites. Um, I think there was a time where. Uh, we were allowing people to call in like we had like a call this number feature on the channel's Skype page. And we would have people call us during the barbecue segment to talk about barbecue watch. And somebody, I forget who, used that opportunity to remind us that Kit Fisto isn't dead. As you do. <laughs> hey, you're on the air with IPC. What's your what's your favorite? barbecue or what barbecue have you had recently oh if if you look at the fight scene with palpatine in one shot kit fisto's on the ground and in another shot he's not in the hallway behind them so that means that kit fisto's not dead okay but is kit fisto your favorite barbecue (laughs) like it was just so out there so different and that's why we don't take calls anymore people We'll have guests on the show, but we don't take calls anymore for reasons like that. It's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Um, I think I don't. Some of my favorite is not a specific moment, but anytime mm-hmm. you, you jokesters, you, you, you people that don't put your dang top five lists in order. In, in numerical order, okay? You know who you are, and it pisses me off. That, that's that's any time that happens. Here's my list in no particular order. That's the whole point of a top five, damn it! It's to put it in a particular order! Uh, I did not know this about our friend Stephen. Apparently, he uh, studied abroad in England around around the time that the Back to the Future episodes came out. So now he wants to go back and listen to those episodes because he was out of the country at the time, apparently. Wow. No idea. Uh, let's see. What else did we talk about? We talked about Blade Runner. That's a new yeah. franchise. 
Uh-huh. We talked about Blade Runner. We talked about Stranger Things again. We talked about Thor. Uh, this one looks like Ragnarok. Uh, looks like we did the weed and cut of the Justice League, the Justice League. Uh, top five anticipated of 2018. So we're into 2018 now. And this was when we did the Lord of the Rings. Ton of Lord of the Rings memes and promos. Uh, let me see what else have we got in here. Top five animated films. There we go. That's a good top five. And then I wasn't on this episode, but somebody, I think it was Chris and Jake or something like that. Like both of us couldn't make it. And somebody did an episode about Frasier. Yeah, you... that was a that was a full on Jake and uh, Damon and sequel takeover. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. And then right after that, um, we started the Harry Potter franchise. Crazy. So we've got, and and honestly, that was pretty cool for me because much like Pirates of the Caribbean for you, I had never watched all of the Harry Potter movies all the way through. Yeah, and, it was new territory for both of us. And this show gave me the opportunity and the reason to go and watch those movies, which was really cool. Uh, we did season two of Jessica Jones. Um, we did Infinity Pod. You remember Infinity Pod? That was so much fun. Dude, Infinity Pod was awesome. We had so many people on. We had so many different voices because it was such a big movie. It was such a big deal. And then uh, we had the solo crossover episode. The one that I couldn't make it to because my car broke down and I couldn't use my vacation money to actually go on vacation. Yeah. That sucked. I still plan on going to Canada one of these days. Yeah, gotta go. Because I missed out on that fun. Uh, We did The Incredibles. And then not long after that, people started asking us for um, like Pixar movie discussions. And so we did top five Pixar films. So we did Incredibles, so much fun. Top 5 Pixar, Incredibles 2, and then, let me see when this was, July of 2018, the very first episode of R.I.P.C. <laughs> and you, yep. do, you, do you remember um, what the first episode uh, discussed? It was a little movie that you saw when you came to visit me in 2017. How could I forget Zombies? <laughs> yes. How could you forget Zombies? Nobody's ever going to forget Zombies because that bullcrap is just ingrained in you now, like indefinitely. Forever. Yeah. Like people need therapy because of that movie. I'm <laughs> telling you. Um, George, to answer your, your question, where is Jake nowadays? Haven't seen him in forever. Um, he got married and he has... Uh, a little baby girl and he's got another baby on the way and so to pay the bills and take care of his family he is working full-time as a semi-truck driver in the new england area i've seen him driving around new york before i've seen him up in like the vermont new hampshire area but he's based out of pennsylvania so he does a lot of driving like in the new jersey pennsylvania area too so he's uh he's just a full-time driver and doesn't have a whole lot of time for podcasting because he's got a family now. So he, uh, I, I totally respect the the decisions, obviously. But like you, I I miss him because having the three of us on the show together was always like 
peak podcasting i feel like yeah that was that was some of my favorite moments of the show was was that yeah it was it was really good it was really good okay moving along because i know we got other stuff to talk about there's another comic con recap we did uh ant-man and the wasp we did finding nemo and monsters inc let's see more more harry potter Ooh, we did top five John Williams tracks. That, that was great. I don't know why my Google device is talking to me right now. I apologize for that. That's awkward. But I I loved I loved getting to pick different pieces of, of John Williams's work and say this is like my number one composition of his all time. Like that was probably one of my favorite episodes because I'm pretty sure we had Dominic on it and he was able to play some of those excerpts for us. Wasn't he? That was, yeah, that was, that made it all the better. It just enhanced the experience. Yeah. Um, then we moved into the Hobbit franchise and we did some of the Hobbit movies and then we transitioned back to Harry Potter and did fantastic beasts. Uh, let yeah. me see. In the middle of all that, we did a Halloween episode on the Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas on November 4th of 2018. So that was that was a fun one. Uh, we did top five holiday films. We did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then we yeah. did our first live commentary of the 2020. 12 avengers movie yeah that was fun that was a fun one like we don't really sit we, like we don't have enough episodes to be able to just be like hey let's dedicate this one to just being a commentary film anymore like i wish we had the time for that but we just don't let me see uh another super bowl recap the lego movie we did lego movie one and two it looks like yeah, as the new one was coming out, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it looks like we did another... Um, there's some more Star Wars rewatches going on here. I think we're these fine. were, like, more staggered. I think we did them, like, all year long, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spread it out, because there's a Phantom Menace rewatch and then a Dark Knight revisit. And then we did Captain Marvel. That's, that's a new one. Um... And then here's Attack of the Clones. And then this is one that we actually created a Spotify playlist off of. What five songs do you always jam out to? You remember that one? I do. That was oh, that was a ton of fun to 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 host and edit. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. But we actually I've got a Spotify playlist using all of the different songs that people submitted in the comments and stuff and made like a Spotify playlist out of our listeners' favorite music. So that was pretty cool. Let me see a celebration recap. And then it looks like we did Endgame Pod. So we did Infinity Pod. And then the next year we had to do two different panels to include all of the people that we wanted to for Endgame Pod. So like you hosted the first panel and then I think I hosted the second panel, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Or was it the other way around? There's so many people. There's so many people. I'm looking at the lineup and it's like one, two, three, four, five people plus you on panel one and one, two, three, four, five people plus me on. So 
we had a total of like 12 voices talking about Endgame, which was awesome. Let's see, Revenge of the Sith rewatch, and then the Aladdin movies, the animated and live old action. Old and new. The old and the new, yep, yep. Uh, top five video games. Let's see, Rogue One revisited, Solo revisited, Toy Story 4 reviewed. That one was cool. Uh, let me see. Is this Spider-Man No Way Home? Might be. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah, Far From Home. Uh, we did both of the Lion King movies, the old and the new. And uh, top five PBS shows. That was great. Uh, top five film scores. A throwback marathon. Live from Area 51. What the hell was that? That was me <laughs> and Jake riffing. Oh, man. That was that was easily the, like, the most insane episode we've ever done. I'm, I'm scared. I don't I know. I had an interview with an alien. I, I don't know if I want to know. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. Uh, top five Star Wars vehicles. Boy, we got hella specific with that one. Uh, <laughs> X-Men and X2, it looks like. Uh, a review, a review of uh, Mandalorian. A review of The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Top five Goldblum films. Top five Goldblum films. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Jurassic Park for the both of us, wasn't it? Yep, I can almost guarantee it was. How could it? How could it not be? And then another one of our most ambitious crossovers happening at the end of 2019: Skywalker Pod. Yeah, we, we had like what seven or eight voices on that one, I think. Yeah, that was a huge one. That was a really that was a really big one. Several podcasts represented there. Looks like we went through the Superman franchise for a good bit there. Uh, too many Bird, Superman. Too many, too many Superman. Birds of Prey. Um, looks like more Clone Wars. Onward. Ooh, I loved Onward. Onward was a good movie. Uh, more Superman. More Star Wars. Looks like the Clone Wars. Uh, more Superman. Good lord, how many Superman movies are there? Um, Shazam. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then we did the underrated Disney series where we talked about Great Mouse Detective, Atlantis, and Treasure Planet back-to-back. That was fun. That was great. Emperor's New Groove, Anti-Heroes, Top 5 Anti-Heroes, and then our friend Joey, I'm sure he was very excited by this one. We did a big extended discussion on the Ghostbusters franchise. So good. It was around that time that we had our 300th episode. And we started asking people, what are your top five podcasts? We got really meta about that one. They got some newsreel type stuff. Let me see. More newsreels. More newsreels. Uh, looks like we had a discussion on Star Trek Discovery. And then we did the movie Soul. Yeah. You can yeah. stop me anytime you want, by the way. Um we did camp- No no no. I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking through the pictures too, just kind of mesmerized. 
Like, there's a there's a ton of stuff that we covered, dude. Camp Cretaceous, WandaVision, video game characters, Godzilla versus Kong. We're getting into the recent stuff now. Yeah, we are. We're almost done. Uh, looks like we did a Raiders revisited. We did uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier review, the Bad Batch review. We've got Camp Cretaceous on here. We've got Loki on here, the Snyder Cut. Top five fan theories. Uh, most anticipated movies of 2022. We're finally into 2022. Uh, top five canceled movies that we still want to see. That was a very recent one. We did one on the status of Star Trek while I was away. And then most recently, as you said, there's an episode about Peacemaker. So there's... There's a so lot. Much. There's a lot that we have covered in our time on this show, dude, and it's it's crazy to think about. It, yeah, it's like, and I, I was taking notes. Now I didn't get them all, but I got a bunch here. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm and, looking at the show notes. Three, four, yeah, five, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, thirty. One, two, three, four, five. We've done at least thirty-five different franchises. Probably, and, probably closer to forty. And see, That's some right. of them are like Pixar, which yeah. maybe technically speaking isn't even a franchise. It's like a series of different, completely separate movies. So, you, could you even call that a franchise? I call it a franchise because. It's Pixar. Everyone gets a Pixar movie. Yeah. But there's a bunch of them, and we've talked about a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And then you got Marvel, DC. How many Marvel and DC and Star Wars movies have we talked about? Oh, yeah. We've talked about them multiple times, too. And Star Trek. And Harry Potter was a huge thing. Lord of the Rings. It's just so much. It's just so much. Um, It also makes me want to go back and... Because we we obviously we, we want to talk about the new stuff always. We're, we're we got a lot of new stuff t- coming up in the next few weeks and months. But I always I also really love going back to the old stuff, stuff that mm-hmm. I've never seen before, and revisiting it and yeah. doing all that. It's it's a ton of fun, and there's still a ton of things out there that I'm like I'm interested in that, you know. And you know I love the the fact that you know I there's franchises like Planet of the Apes and Harry Potter. And Doctor Who that I got to experience for the first time and talk about them on this show. That was right. genuinely a highlight of my life. Well, it, it's so cool that you get to watch these things with the guise of it being research. <laughs> this is my this is my job. I need I need to I need to know about these things so that I can talk about it. And honestly, but I, mom, I have to watch Doctor Who. <laughs> Um, honestly, I feel like even if we weren't going to talk about it on IPC, I still would have watched Moon Knight, but I think it would have taken me longer to finish it than the way I, I was for, um, for this current watch through. Cause okay. I, I actually kind of waited and, and watched each new episode, like each week, pretty much to make sure that I was caught up and not getting spoiled online and stuff. Like I was... I wasn't getting up at 7 a.m. to watch it before work like I was doing for Book of Boba Fett, but 
I, I, I kept up with this show pretty religiously for those six weeks it was on the air. Here's the thing, though, with me, with Moon Knight, is the fact that I was not, I don't want to say I was, I had zero hype for it, but I was definitely like, I was like, I don't really know what this is. I don't know who Moon Knight is. You know, the trailers look kind of interesting, but you know, you didn't see a whole lot. It definitely didn't represent the, the show as it, as it came to be. And so I'll be honest, I didn't watch the first episode when it came out. It, it was almost exactly a week later before I watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was definitely because I was busy with a lot of other stuff and I, things and you know and but like I know how I work. I know that I, I'm busy, but if there's something I really want to watch, I'll usually make time for it usually. Yeah. If it had been a Star Wars episode, uh, an Obi-Wan Kenobi episode, you're darn well. You're, oh, yeah. you're, you're darn oh, yeah. well know that I would have made time for it. But it was Moon Knight, and I was like, eh, okay, whatever. So it was a week later, the second episode was coming out that night. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch it now because I don't want to get too far behind. And then and then I watched it, and I'm like, that was great. Like, okay, in the episode, it's like uh, midnight now, and Moon Knight it comes out in like two hours. Okay, I'm going to stay up late for this one. So I watched the, I, I watched a few reaction videos and then went up and uh, watched the second episode that night back-to-back. And, uh, yeah, I, I haven't looked back. It that this show yeah. surprised me. It really surprised me how good it is. And I wasn't expecting it to be bad. I just didn't have any expectations for it. Right. Yeah, no, I didn't really have any expectations either. Um, I, I was just more intrigued by Oscar Isaac because I have watched a lot of movies with him in it, not just Star Wars, like, uh, what was it? Ex Machina and, um, Dune and maybe one or two others, but he's a, he's a really good actor. And yeah. I was really curious to see um, what he could do with his own TV show instead of just being in a movie. And our friend Steven's giving it very middle of the road reviews in the chat. Um, but personally, I I enjoyed what I saw. And it may be because I had very low to almost no expectations. I, I didn't have anything really to compare it to the way he does. He, he keeps comparing it to an FX show called Legion. I've never, I've never seen Legion. I have no idea what it's about. Um, I, it's I tried a to show connected to the X-Men universe somehow. And it's very, it's very similar to how I think the fourth episode kind of plays out in the, the asylum mm-hmm. type scenario um the mind palace if you will follows a young man named david holler who tries to control his mutant powers and sinister forces trying to control them while evading a government agency i wonder if this is the show that i tried out for wait what when did this show start when did it start? In 2017? I don't know if that sounds right. Maybe it maybe it does. I don't know. Um there was a there was there was a, a X-Men TV show that the pilot was in Dallas. 
But I don't know if this if this pilot really? episode was, That's I don't interesting. Know if, I don't know if this pilot episode was set in Dallas. So I may be thinking of something different. But um It's got Aubrey Aubrey Plaza in it? I kind of I kind of need to I kind of need to watch anything with Aubrey Plaza in it. But I know that. um let me see. It's Charles Xavier's son, and he says, "You've told me this story, Zach." Okay, so Legion is the one I was thinking of. Um, it's the one where I where I tried out to be an extra, and they tried to get me to join their talent agency instead of just letting me be an extra on the show. Like they wanted, they wanted to represent me so that they could have me audition for like modeling and other stuff. And I was like, "Have you seen this? You don't want this." <laughs> to be a model you just want me to be a basic white person running away from something scary in the background that's all i I'm just want to be a, i just want to be in the background and, and maybe make a few bucks that's yeah it. yeah but they wanted me to like go to auditions and join their talent agency and stuff and i was like yeah no sorry <laughs> they asked me on a scale of uh one to ten how committed are you to you know, acting and, and being a, a full-time actor. And I was like, maybe a six or a seven. And they're like, well, we really only give these spots to people who are a nine or a 10 when, when they get that answer. And I was like, okay, that's fair. There's probably other people out there that really want to get into acting that I'm just doing this as a hobby and I don't really care. So we just parted ways and I haven't heard from them since. So maybe that's the case. Maybe that's, maybe that was meant to be. It is what it is, but okay. Let's talk about Moon Knight for a little bit. Um, impressions, and did you have a favorite character? Ooh, um, like I said, first impressions were this is great. Um, I think it does very well in not dwelling too much on its status quo. I think the trailers kind of show it up as you know, oh, it's Steven and he's he's dealing with some mental health issues and he's got some voices in his head and he's dealing with all this stuff. You know, you get the first episode, the second episode, I think it's the 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 the, in the end of that second episode where it's like, oh, we're going to Egypt and the show is completely changing. And I appreciate that so much. I appreciate a show that's willing to continue to things i think that's this show really didn't sit still it it kept going and kept evolving and um man i mean come on i mean you have mark and you you in speaking to oscar isaac's acting and i've seen quite a few movies with oscar isaac and there's not too many actors out there that i've seen like a bunch of their movies but like i've seen Obviously, all the Star Wars movies, Apocalypse, um, the Dune movie, even going back to the Nativity Story. Okay, I, old school Oscar Isaac playing Joseph in the Nativity Story. I saw that before I even knew who Oscar Isaac was. Wait, that was him? That was him. Go back and go. Back. I got the DVD, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it blows your mind because it doesn't really look like him. It's very young Oscar Isaac. Very young. Really? Yeah. I got it. And obviously, obviously he's, you know, he's, he's, he's playing the part of a Middle Eastern person. So you're, you know, and uh, there's a joke. I think he did on SNL. He's like, I'm ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously he's a Guatemalan guy playing someone from the Middle East, but uh, uh, it worked. It worked. He was a good Joseph from what I can remember. 
but uh wow that is him holy smoke i know see it 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 took me a while to kind of put the piece together. I'm, like, wow. I'm looking. I'm looking at these posters, going, "Why did Poe grow a beard?" <laughs> it's old school. When was that movie released? I don't can't remember. Um, I'm looking. But uh, this Moon Knight, I think, is his best role. I think it's it's absolutely him just pouring it on and being the most creative he's ever been and doing it making those characters so distinct in my head when i think of them i don't think of um you know uh you know i don't think of mark and steven as the same person i think of them right. as two completely different characters and that says something to how he acts and things not every actor can do that that's amazing um um with I would say I would say either Mark or Steven. I'm gonna give it to Layla though, honestly. I think Layla <clears> turned out <throat> to be a amazing side character that I didn't see coming at all. I was like, oh, this is the the wife character, whatever. She's gonna be kind of a side character, love interest, whatever else. She totally shocked me. And then <laughs> spoiler alert, toward the end, we get, you know, the big reveal with her. And uh it's great. It's so good. There's a lot more development for her character than I expected. Yeah. And that's always, that's always a a fun surprise. Um, I think episode one, the goldfish and then episode five asylum are probably like the two best episodes in my opinion. Two, two is, is, is a little bit of a slog at times and three, I feel like it might just try too hard. Um, the tomb felt very Indiana Jones like. And, Very. and and I and I appreciated that even if it was probably a little too on the nose. Um it was like, okay, this is Indiana Jones without Indiana Jones. What is going on here? Um but it was it was still fun to watch. But the the end of episode four and then pretty much the entirety of episode five, we finally get the character exposition that we'd been waiting for for like a month. We finally get some pieces of the puzzle filled in. We finally get a deeper understanding of Steven's character, of Mark's character, of the, the trauma that they experienced. Um, there's just so many good things that get exposed in there. And um, I, I think the exploration of the netherworld was really fascinating. Um and like you said, Oscar Isaac just kind of hit it out of the park because he's basically playing two roles. And I hope he got paid for playing two roles. <laughs> but he did he, double duty on this. He, he did. He he literally did pull double shifts throughout the whole entirety of this show. And he did it so well. And I, I know that there are probably some other areas of the show that it's lacking, Stephen. I, I get that. Um but I don't feel like that detracts from Oscar Isaac's performance. I don't think that detracts from how different and original this was compared to other things in the MCU. Um, I look forward to the prospect of seeing Moon Knight working with somebody else. Can you imagine if Moon Knight worked with Ant-Man or somebody like that? Oh my God. I just, I'm looking forward to like being in the room and them like, like Paul Rudd being freaked out by like, 
him just switching between Mark and Steven constantly. Or just being freaked out by the fact that the suit just magically appears whenever the moon comes out. <laughs> like, this whole concept of being able to summon the suit, like, that's kind of trippy, too, not going to lie. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I it, can totally see, like, someone like Doctor Strange going like, wait, who am I talking to now? Mm-hmm. How many personalities you got in there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there, there's a lot of interesting potential for the dynamics in there. And then there's going to be, like, one person who is, like, really sympathetic and understanding. Um, like, maybe somebody really obscure like Mantis. You oh, know, because yeah. it, because Mantis can feel emotions, right? With a touch. So imagine the empathetic Mantis holding Mark's hand and feeling the personality transition over to Steven. Wow. And like all of the, the different things that, that that person is experiencing. And I got to tell you, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left because I, I do want to talk about barbecue before we close off at the top of the hour. Um, I feel like I might have a better understanding of some people's situations than I did before. Um, there, There's a, a mutual connection of ours who talked about um, struggling with a particular part of their personality rising to the surface and trying to suppress other parts of them. And I didn't really fully understand what that meant. But by seeing the inner conflict that goes on between Mark and Steven, I'm able to put a little bit more tangible application to uh, to this person's situation. And while I still maybe don't fully understand it, I feel like I do understand it better. And so I appreciate the effort that went into um, exploring this, this mental health issue and the tact that they did it with, trying to make it feel very real and accessible and, and very plausible to an audience that, may not really get to experience that all that much. And so to to watch those characters engage with each other the way that they did and to see the transition and the, the constant switching between uh, personalities that went on, um, it, was, it was fascinating to watch those last two episodes or so as they both kind of came to grips with one another and accepting one another and basically becoming better for it. Instead of trying to suppress each other, they just embrace each other and, and everything turned out better for them by the end of the show that way. Yeah. It's uh, it is amazing. Cause I think at face value, if you're not familiar with that disorder, you would be like, Oh, this is something Marvel made up. No, 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 no. This is, this is very real. And it was something that I was introduced to many years ago. Um, and it blew my mind because I'm like, I just, it didn't, the idea of people having different personalities and different, living different lives in the same body, it's very real. This is not something Marvel made up. This is not science fiction. This is people, real people have this. Um, and maybe, hopefully, people that maybe are ignorant to the fact yeah. that this is a thing um, will be enlightened by this show um and i hope i really being that i don't have limited knowledge of it 
I uh, I can't say for certain if this is good representation of not of said disorder. Yeah. Okay. That's um, um, I haven't talked to anyone, so I don't I don't know. Um, I've that's heard fair. good things. I haven't heard any backlash per se. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And there's no there's no necessarily not the science fictioning ising of it. There's obviously going into the afterlife. They are split up and stuff like that. There's all that right. stuff. But it's not. I feel like it treats it respectfully, and does it in a way that you know does things. And even even then, even then, it's you can you can apply this to your own life. You can be a quote unquote normal person and yeah. still see Stephen and Mark's situation as something to learn from the idea of working against yeah. yourself. Sometimes you can feel like there's two people inside you. There's a selfish person there's a you know a, a a decent person inside you and and there's de the, the devil angel on your shoulder telling you to do stuff and uh you know you just gotta find the balance find and work together um so you know it's it's very it's it's very well done i think and i think you know i think oscar isaac just does a brilliant job of fleshing both those characters out and then before the end we get good old jake lockley and uh what he's doing and i really hope we get a season two with them um i think the i think the last episode i think is probably the strongest episode i to me i think that was probably one of my favorite episodes of disney plus series anywhere it was so good hmm. uh, i really enjoyed that last episode more so than i thought i would um and just you know overall it was i the fact that they were like sneakily changing some of the promos from season series finale to season finale i was like oh they're mm. gonna do season two maybe yes please yeah yep the phrasing of it is is always very deliberate always very intentional and the way that they left it i feel like there's definitely potential for more exploration it just depends on how they actually want to go about doing it and what the time frame looks like because we're about to get she hulk you know we're about to get She-Hulk. We we just got basically a direct follow-up to to WandaVision in the form of Multiverse of Madness. Um, so there's there's a lot of other pieces of the television universe, Loki season two, just other things that are going to be explored before we have the chance to explore part two of uh, of Moon Knight. So that that is one thing that I guess I'm a little disappointed by. But you you said. Episode six, Gods and Monsters, was was your favorite episode. I think episode five, Asylum, was probably my favorite episode. Um, but the action-packed nature of the first episode um, makes it a very strong candidate to be like a top two, top three Marvel TV for me. I think WandaVision still holds the top spot for me after all this time. Um, Loki is probably a close second. But then I think Moon Knight might be number three for me. I think yeah, I'm gonna have to think about how I rank these because I actually have a official, official through Letterboxd uh, MCU ranking that I I work on, and mm -hmm. uh, I haven't added Multiverse of Madness or Moon Knight or anything. Moon Knight is up there, man. It's it's really surprised me how much I enjoyed it, and uh, it's I think it's gonna be high up there. And I'm someone that like I think Loki is like the best series they've done, like best written. 
I mm-hmm. like Falcon Winter Soldier is still kind of like my spiritual nostalgic favorite so far. But Moon Knight, I think, is encroaching on both of them. It's just like a character that it's the first original character that they've done. All the other ones were based on characters from the film. This is a completely mm-hmm. original, not original, but like an original character that hasn't appeared in any of the movies and right. also doesn't reference the movies. Like there's no, like there's no big yeah. references to the blip or anything. They mentioned Madripoor runs once they, uh, the, the Tawatit, um, the hippo God talks about the astral plane. I can't speak now. It's getting late. Uh-huh. Um, the astral plane from black Panther. There's not much in there. Um, I love that. I, I think it was very impressive that they were able to, you know, do a show and just like, hey, this is in the MCU, but we're not going to make a big deal about that. We're just going to tell a story. Yeah, Stephen is is lift, listing off all of the uh, different Disney Plus TV shows. Honestly, I forgot about Hawkeye. Like, I straight up forgot about Hawkeye. <laughs> um, he's got WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Loki, Moon Knight. Maybe hockey and Loki flip hockey. Did Hawk, I say hockey? hockey and Loki? Hockey, hockey and Loki? Hockey and Loki. <laughs> uh, I remember being really underwhelmed by the finale. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I really don't know where I put what if because I don't even remember if I finished what if. To be honest, I think what I watched. If, the- what if? What if I would probably put near the bottom? It, it was. It was all right. It was all right. I think. I don't know. I think it was more for. I think I feel what for what if what a lot of people feel that like like non hardcore Star Wars fans feel for like all the animated stuff of like eh, I'm not really into that because whatever I can imagine if you're a hardcore Marvel fan you probably really love what if but it was okay for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, th- I think it was a fair comparison because I I I know a lot of people that enjoy the Star Wars feature films and I keep trying to get them to watch something like the clone wars especially like season three onward and it's like pulling teeth man so uh, i don't i don't really have any complaints about what if i think i thought it was really solid no, 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 no complaints but, uh, but you know it just you know again emotionally didn't connect as much as all but uh again most all of them have been really good i mean there hasn't been a bad one in the bunch i don't think honestly it's been a few bad episodes but no no uh no no bad series okay uh, that's fair are you looking forward to she-hulk i am i i don't like agreeing with people on the internet normally speaking mm-hmm. but i will admit that that she-hulk fully hulked out cgi is rough oh really it just doesn't doesn't look very good like bruce banner looks so good like even in the trailer like hulk looks really good but she hulk doesn't she's too smooth too smooth yeah she looks like a, looks like out of a video game or something like mm. it's just weird like just look at bruce like they they've they've perfected hulk like hulk looks better than ever like he looks great she's just like eh Maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, I'm not going to complain, okay? I'll watch it, you know, and I'm sure the story's going to be great and whatever else, but, you know, just a just a nitpick. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it like some people will. Steven says, I'm looking forward to She-Hulk making people realize they need to watch The Incredible Hulk again. 
Yep, because yeah, uh, I'll probably they got Abomination back. Tim I'll probably, Roth, have so, uh... yep. I'll probably have to do that. And I am still holding out hope that we're going to see a member of the Defenders in She-Hulk. I feel like Jessica Jones is still very, very likely to make an appearance dude, in this dude, show. Dude, did you see the picture? Did you see the picture? What picture? It was Luke Cage. It was, it was, what's his name? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ritter. I did see that. They were, they were hiking together. And they were I, teasing something. I did it's see happening. I did see that. But it's no guarantee Mike that it's Poulter, happening. Mike Poulter. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. He's great. Is it, but but is it happening in She-Hulk or are they working on something else? That's the, that's the part that I'm not sure about. Yeah, but I mean, you also have to consider that like she's a lawyer and it would make sense if they're talking about like superhero, defending superheroes or superpowered people and lawyers like that. Then another superpowered lawyer might show up that was recently confirmed to exist in the MCU and has represented at least one other superpowered being. Yep, yep. And if there's some sort of shady dealings going on in certain parts of New York, then you would want a powered person or um or a private investigator to be one of your witnesses. You want to be your one of one of your expert witnesses on the case. So, yeah. It it all it all does kind of fit in there and I'm I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out on judgment mostly because Tatiana Maslany is a really talented actress. She's good, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings to the role. So I will reserve judgment for now. But <laughs> going back to uh, to Moon Knight, let's do like favorite favorite moment, um, and then final thoughts slash scores. Um, okay, so favorite moment for me is dang, there's a lot. There's so many. Um I think just like the whole asylum introduction in the episode four, the end of episode four, which yeah. episode four I think is like probably my least favorite episode. Because it kind of chugs along and it's doing a lot of interesting stuff. I say that as like I really like that episode, but it's just probably the least favorite out of the bunch. And you get to the ending and just like my whole thought process going into this, like, you know, what is happening? Is this mm -hmm. the MCU? Was everything we just saw a dream? And is this reality and all this right. kind of stuff? And even they, they kind of leave it a little bit ambiguous in the end, you know, as to what is going on. But just the whole idea of like just upending the whole show. And then the moment is like when they open the doors, and it's Tawatet and She's like, hi. Like, ah! It's just, it's just it's the two screaming Oscar Isaacs will never get old. Classic well, it's turned, in, it's turned into a meme now, hasn't it? It's the class. It's, it's a classic meme. It's like the when you're going to see like at the end of the year when they compile all the memes from every month, that's going to be mm -hmm. that one for for April and May or whatever. Probably. Did, did you hear um, Oscar Isaacs hippopotamus song? I did. It's so good. <laughs> it made me laugh. Hippopotamus. Yeah, look, look, if you're looking for a good time, a good like minute of just pure bliss, look up uh, Oscar Isaac Hippopotamus song. He's on Jimmy Fallon singing. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty hilarious. That would probably be our quote of the night if I knew what the words were. But <laughs> but that 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 was that was a pretty cool moment. Just the 
the way everything felt like it was kind of coming unraveled. Um, but for me, I think my favorite moment happened in the first episode, actually. Like, everything mm. else after, after that was, was really cool and really fun. But I think, for for me, I enjoyed seeing, like, there's really tense situations. Like, there's a lot of tension. There's something bad about to go down. And you're watching it from only Steven's point of view. So when when Steven blacks out, the audience blacks out with him. And then when he comes back, he only sees the aftermath of what Mark did. And so you're 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 seeing that something happened. There's blood everywhere, there's bodies everywhere, but you only know about as much as Steven does cuz he blacked out. And then he comes back and it's like what the hell just happened? And that was a very different way of approaching character development and fight sequences, in my opinion. And so, like, to to be as confused and out of the picture as one of the main characters was, it was a very different piece of storytelling that I appreciated and respected. And it made me wonder, you know, when... You know, how am I going to um, how am I going to better approach and better understand what's going on if I can't see what's going on? And yes, Matthew in the chat, we we learned by the very, very end that it probably wasn't Mark. But throughout like 90 percent of the show, whenever Stephen blacks out, we're assuming that it's Mark. But then, yeah, we find out that it's not so. It's a good point. Yeah, that those whole scenes, the ice cream truck scene is Mm -hmm. one of the most I think one of the most innovative fight scenes in the MCU. The fact that you can't see it. It's we've we've seen a thousand gunfights and fist fights in in a thousand different movies. The restraint to go the novelty of we're just going to show you the aftermath. Like when stuff happens, you're not going to see it. And you're just with the character that's so confused. Mm-hmm. And doesn't know what's going on. That's great. And the the moment where you know he's just driving and then blacks out and then he's going backwards and this is like yeah. it's just so like yeah. oh my god what is happening? It was that was that was really really fun to see. So that was probably probably my favorite moment. Uh, we've got a couple new people in the chat, so uh, we appreciate the love. People in the people in the chat. Uh, Matthew and uh, Toronto Freddy joining us from the Phantom Empire mod men group. We appreciate you guys turning up so late in the evening. I know it's after midnight out there on the East Coast, so appreciate you guys being a part of our eight-year celebration here. We took a trip down memory lane, and then we're going to do a little bit of a discussion on Moon Knight, and then I've got a couple of interesting barbecue tidbits that I want to get to. So uh, let's do our final score out of 10 for moon night and if you're tuning in in the chat we already got a five out of ten from steven which i respect even though i probably disagree with but uh ben what would your score for this series be um i am legitimately trying to think of something i don't like about this show i'm genuinely i'm having a hard time um i'm sure there's something i didn't like i'm sure it's it's not perfect i'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of 10 that's my score Ooh. Ooh, man, that's that's really, really high praise. I don't know if I was going to be that high. 
because for me, like I said, um, I feel like episodes two and three kind of slogged a little bit. Like the, the pacing was off a little bit in in certain places there for me, and um, I also feel like there could have been a few more other characters that were like trying to surround slash help some of our main characters because like focusing on like three individuals four at the most in certain times made it a very compact episode and these people these three or four people just kept bumping into each other very very conveniently and so like storytelling wise i i guess i did have a couple of like pacing and convenience concerns um and i i can't rate it higher than i did anything like wandavision or loki so um for me it was fun it was good but really in my opinion two and a half episodes out of the six were really good slash borderline great and so um for me it's actually probably closer to like a 7.5 that's fair very fair but we got a couple of 8 out of 10s from some people uh, in the chat. Appreciate you guys chiming in so late at night. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a 9.5 from Ben, a 7.5 from me, and then a 5 and a couple of 8s. Go ahead and uh, send in your, your thoughts, and we'll try and read them off before we go to barbecue. Uh, 8 out of 10 from Matt, 8 out of 10 from Toronto Freddy. Solid, intriguing, creative show. Uh, Chosen Nightwolf, a.k.a. George, gives it a 9 out of 10. This is a very well-received show. Uh, Steven, you're in the you're in the minority, I'm afraid. I'm not, feel, I'm not hearing any 5 or below. Um, 5 below? So you mean like the, the store? Yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have Moon Knight merch there um, or something. But uh, I it just generally, it seems like the, 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 the buzz has been positive around this show, and it only got better. Um, because I think a lot of people like me, like, hey, I don't know what this Moon Knight thing is. I'm gonna watch it and see. And they're like, whoa, okay. It was it was surprising. I guess for for some people, um, it was surprising in a bad way. For others, it was surprising in a good way. So I think the only complaint that I heard is like, there's not enough Moon Knight. I think for me, like like I loved seeing Moon Knight like in the suit doing his stuff, but like that's really not what intrigued me about the show. I wasn't waiting for like, oh, when's he gonna whip out the suit and be all badass? Like I was invested in the characters. I was invested in Mark and Steven and their story. So that's what really grabbed me. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I think the Egyptian heritage was the thing that, that might have grabbed me because they use yeah. phrases like Avatar. And I was thinking like the blue people or Avatar the Last Airbender. So like getting to see it in a different connotation like this was also pretty cool. Um, so there were there were things to appreciate, there were things to look forward to, and I'm looking forward to uh to season two, whatever that may be. Hopefully so. Um got a couple of, of questions in the chat, one of them from our friend Toronto Freddy, one of our sweepstakes winners during our uh contest that we did last year he's asking zach you must be getting pretty excited for jurassic world dominion eh? uh very much no no very very much so um i actually got to do a screening of the original jurassic park in a local theater 
um, about 30 minutes away from where I live. It was in like this really um, compact 500 seat theater, uh, very, very old school, very retro. And it was fun getting to do like a little trip down memory lane that way. And then I watched um, The Lost World. And next weekend, I'm going to watch Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, and Fallen Kingdom all in one weekend. And the first two episodes of Kenobi. So I may, not, I may not be going to celebration, but I'm going to be celebrating Star Wars and the Jurassic franchise in my own way. Uh, next Jurassic week. celebration in your house. More or less. And my buddy Mondo got me a really cool early birthday present. It's the Lego Jurassic Park set. With the two Ford Explorers, the Broken Fence, and the T-Rex. That is incredible. It's like $100 US dollars, and I am like very slowly putting together all 12, 1,300 pieces of it. Because it's super elaborate and looks super cool, but it's also super detailed and takes a lot of work. So it'll take a while. Take your time. But it'll be it'll be fun. Speaking of time, we're running short on time, so we're going to close out this eighth anniversary episode very similarly to how we close out most episodes, and that is with a special edition of BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 For those of you who aren't part of the show or don't remember this part of the show, I don't know why you would forget it, but... We always talk about barbecue on this show. It's like, a, it's like it's like it's like a piece of our history. That was one of the first things that we talked about um, eight years ago when we started the show. Because I am from Texas, I love barbecue. Ben, your family owns a barbecue restaurant, so Naturally. we've got a ton of experience in the barbecue world, and. Um, I want to start actually by talking about something that's not barbecue related, but it's like got some sentimental value to me. And I kind of want to explain why I've been talking about it so much on social media. Um, Yesterday, as of yesterday, I think it was May 19th. um, After about a three year hiatus, the um, Mexican pizza was brought back to uh, Taco Bell stores. Dang. And for the longest time, they said that um, it was because of the ecological impact that it was having by putting them in all of those little boxes that people had to eat them from. Oh, wow. Uh, But people started petitioning and started you know, writing letters and getting on social media and stuff. And they finally found a way to bring it back. Um, Last night was the first time I got to have one for the first time in probably like four years, I would say. And so it had, it had a lot of sentimental value to me, not just because it had been several years, but also because 
I want to say about 20 to 25 years ago. Maybe more than that, even. I, w- I would say maybe maybe 25 years ago. When I was really, really little. Probably, like, I was, like, less than eight. So it was probably somewhere 22 to 25 years ago. My grandmother would take me to go see her mother. So it was my great-grandmother. Wow. When I was really little. And I actually got to know my great-great-grandmother up until I was about four. So my family's got a lot of longevity, and I've been really, really blessed. Um, But we would go and visit my great-grandmother in the retirement home. And every time we went, literally every time, without fail, we would have lunch together. And the lunch that we had was a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. That's amazing. And so I was four, five years old, maybe. And I I remember getting to have meals with my grandmother and my great-grandmother, and that meal was the Mexican pizza. So I know that Sean posted like a, a negative comment when I you know, posted about how excited I was about it being back. And Steven's like, I, I hate being a contrarian because I want to like things more, but I just did not like this. Um, Chris Abbott, our friend Star Raptor, he's got his own show on Friday nights now, couldn't join the chat tonight. But he posted a reply on my Twitter page. It's like, not going to lie, that looks gross. And I was like, dude, did you really have to say that? Did, <laughs> did you really have to say that? Um, Some of the I, best food looks gross. I know it's not like the best looking food, and it may not even be the best tasting thing on their menu. But there is a lot of sentimental value that goes into that Mexican pizza that reminds me of my family, that reminds me of people who are since gone and so yeah i i i will fully admit that it probably didn't like taste the most amazing thing i've ever had in my life but when you've got family memories connected to a piece of food it just tastes a little bit better because you're you're not you're not just remembering the food you're remembering the person and I, I love it when memories, especially really old, old memories, because, you know, I I can remember stuff from maybe when I was five or six, but that really, as far as my memory goes back. Um, but, you know, that's kind of stuff where it'll just be faint stuff like, you know, images of family or, you know, a specific memory, specific moment, and then also combine that with tastes tend to stick with you smells tend to stick with you yep um that kind of stuff really sticks in your mind and when it comes back and yep you know and like i'll smell stuff and it's like wow i haven't smelled that in like 20 years that's crazy Mm -hmm. like but Mm -hmm. sense do that to you and then you you have certain foods and you know now i'm old enough to like have loved certain foods and certain drinks that just they don't sell them anymore they don't they don't do them certain restaurants that they go out of style watch the binging seinfeld every once in a while and uh kenny rogers episode comes up i remember there was a kenny rogers in my area i remember that was the best 
when my family would go to Kenny Rogers, that was like the best meal my five or six or seven year old mind could wrap his head around. Like that was so good. Um, I don't remember what I got. I think it was chicken. It was probably chicken because it's Kenny Rogers, but whatever. Right. Um, I remember the size I remember thing, and then it went out of business, and I was like really sad. That was like my first big disappointment in life was Kenny Rogers is gone. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, but uh yeah, so I I definitely I feel you. I feel I feel where you're coming from there. Well, so there's my story. I'm gonna stick to it, and I'm glad that it's back. <clears throat> no, don't let anybody take that away from you. Especially especially oh. that Star Raptor. And his, you know, don't, don't, don't let, don't let him ruin it for you. No, nah, nobody, nobody's going to really ruin it for me. But um, that, that was, that was something I wanted to bring up just because of the timeliness of it and just be able to have the platform to kind of explore that topic a little bit better. Um, but do you, I, do you, so I'm going to see Star Raptor in like five days and I might have access to a Taco Bell. Do I need to like force feed him a, 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 a a Mexican pizza or something? Nah, nah, get back nah. in it for you. No, no, no. His his girlfriend's got him going down the vegan route right now. That's probably oh. not part of his menu right now, anyways. So, oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, do do say hi to him because there's there's a lot of people from this community that uh, I've never actually met in person. I I hosted a podcast with Jake Damon for a couple of years, and I've never met the man. So, and I've like, met him like four times. It's ridiculous Crazy. how I keep running into him and you keep avoiding him. <laughs> Jesse and... says, I'm picking him up from the airport. I'll be sure to stop by Taco Bell when he's in the car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do that. Do that. Be oh, like, this no. one's for Zach. Pie in the face type of deal. <laughs> yeah. But it's amazing, though. I'm going to see uh, Jeff White. Jeff, Jeff is already there, by the way. Jeff is already in L.A. That, that does not he surprise beat... me. He beat us all there. Of course, he had the he was in Phoenix, so he was he was close by. Um, but then I'm gonna for those of you who may be old school, we're talking about eight years of podcasting years. Those of you who may remember a guy named Eric Wall, um, who's been on the show quite a few times, who yep. was a good good friend of ours for a very long time, still is. Um, he's coming to celebration. I'm gonna get to meet him for the first time. That's cool. Um, which is crazy um but yeah our old our it'll be a little little mini backyard watch reunion uh in anaheim <laughs> this time uh those of oh, you who, who don't you some of you don't even know what backyard watch is i gotta explain that reference every time uh no don't don't okay because that that would that would take a whole other podcast in of itself <sighs> well, close it down. But, but but before we do i have one other barbecue related question i want to ask you all right how much, like, what is the most amount? How much have you spent on barbecue before? Like, not barbecue that you prepare and sell at your restaurant, but, like, how much have you paid to consume barbecue? See, that's a good question because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a super big eater. You know, normally if I go to a barbecue restaurant, if I go to a barbecue restaurant, um, I'm getting a sandwich like that. So I'm not like thinking, I'm getting me the sampler platter. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally we will share or do whatever and get food. Um, I remember 
Speaking of restaurants that no longer exist, there was a place uh, here in, uh, I think it was around Jackson, Mississippi. Um, a, it was a fine dining restaurant. Fine dining. And I'm, I'm assuming it was very expensive. Um, but it was a place where it was served barbecue. It was a fine dining barbecue restaurant, which is oh, wow. not something you see a whole lot of. You know, not usually really. barbecue places or hole-in-wall places. This is a fine dining, nice place. And it was expensive, but this is, to this day, the the, the ribs that my parents say are better than their own. They say those are the best ribs they've ever had anywhere, ever. These were like just per- perfection. Um, that place, unfortunately, doesn't exist anymore. Um, it went out of business. But uh, it's it's I'm sure it's probably the, a pretty penny to get those ribs um, because it was a fancy place. But uh, still, there you go. Okay. Well, I need to provide a little context before I confess this. Okay. There's a place that is about 20 minutes away from where I live, and I've probably talked about it on the show before. It's called Hurtado. Oh, yeah. It's a It's a locally owned place by a guy whose name is Brandon Hurtado. And he got into barbecue just opening up a little food truck and selling out on the weekends. Almost every weekend he was open. He finally bought a brick-and-mortar campus um, in the downtown area of the city I live in. And he's about to open a second location. That's how popular this place has gone in the last two years, I think. Wow. Like, it has grown exponentially in the last two to three years. They have some amazing food. The brisket is fantastic. The ribs are great. He blends um, Mexican food into, like, a fusion with barbecue. So sometimes you'll have, like, these deep-fried tacos that are made with barbecue meat. Um, They'll have tostadas that are piled high with meat and cheese and sauce and stuff. And it's, it's just fantastic. But with quality comes a price. The sampler platter that feeds two people without any drinks or anything else, the sampler platter is $40 all by itself. But I was also taking my fiance and our friend Mondo, who had never had this food before. So I wanted to give him a good experience yeah and i was hungry because i kind of starved myself a little bit and so we got the sampler platter we got some extra sides we got some of the tostadas we got some of the deep fried tacos we got drinks and then i had to do a tip on top of that because you know you got to give your gratuity to the local business and keep them afloat but the tip was like almost 20 bucks all by itself. Wow. My total for barbecue, feeding three of us, and it fed us for multiple meals because we got full and ended up having it again for dinner. So it's a total of six meals when you spread it out this way. So please keep that in mind, that we ended up having six meals worth of barbecue off of this. But my tab at that place was a hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Oh, ho, 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 ho. wow! 
So you divide that by six, and it's twenty seven eighty three a person, including tip. But that's still pretty expensive. But if you go to our group on Facebook, the uh, Intergalactic Peace Hangout, you'll see the pictures that I posted, and you'll see just how delicious looking that barbecue is and just how awesome it is. I saw the pictures. They were great. It, it is just some fantastic looking and fantastic tasting food. And so it's, it was a one-time thing. I don't ever really plan on doing that again. But payday was the following Monday. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to go all in. And I did. And then my wallet hated me for it afterwards. Wallet was screaming all the way to the car. But it was. And it was it was it was a it was a great trip. It was great food. It was great company. And uh, that is without a doubt the most I have ever paid for barbecue. But you know, some some meals you just can't put a price tag on. You just can't. I'm sorry. Okay. They they definitely did put a price tag on that one. <laughs> but yeah. Go go find us at the Intergalactic Peace Hangout and talk to us about um just fandom in general. Talk to us about these at uh, the past eight years. Go find us on our social media pages at IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go follow us on our socials. They've been posted um, you know, on our little lower third handle this whole evening. So Go find us wherever you can find uh, a social media. Be sure to hit like, comment, subscribe so you can keep up to date with the Phantom Empire stuff that's going on. So you can keep up to date with when a new episode of IPC is going to drop. Um, ben, it has been eight years, but it sure doesn't feel like it. And no, it all I can say is I am so grateful to have gone on this eight year journey with you. And I am excited still about what the future holds for this program. We've got some really cool ideas in the works, things that are going to help the show evolve and hopefully grow. And uh, I look forward to being back here in a year, talking about how crazy it is that we've made it nine years. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just like, it's hard to believe we've come this far, but I, I don't want to see it end anytime soon. I'm going to keep chugging along, keep doing more stuff. Um, a special thank you to you for being here and supporting even when you couldn't be here. Um, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, what a way to come back now on this very momentous episode. This was so much fun going down memory yeah. lane and yeah. have you know, looking back on so many memories that we've had. Um, and it's just been an incredible ride. Um, you know, I would be remiss just to, to mention the fact that you invited me here. Okay. That was how this started. You yeah. were said, Hey, I got an idea. You want to do this with me? And, uh, I said, yes, you're, you initiated this. So I have to be eternally grateful for that opportunity. You, uh, thought so much of me to bring me on board this. And, uh, it's been a hell of a ride so far. And, now that we've come together, thanks to all of you guys watching, listening, however you experience the show, you know, I, I'm not going to lie and say that we wouldn't do this without you because 
we would probably just show up and talk about something even if nobody was watching or listening. But it's so much more encouraging. It's yeah. so much better to know that at least a few of you guys are coming every single other week and uh, watching, listening, or whatever. It's a massive honor um, to know that you guys enjoy this show, enjoy what we do, enjoy our conversations, and become part of the conversation sometimes. And a lot of you guys in the chat have already been on the show and will be on the show in the future, and we thank you so much for that. Um, but we do this for you guys. We do this in hopes that you guys will get something out of it that you will, you know, have a laugh, get something, you know, insightful out of this. I don't know sometimes with some of our episodes, some of the <laughs> stupid things that we say, how anybody can get anything insightful out of it. But uh, we do our best. And the fact that some of you stuck around for so long and continue to is so remarkable. Um, so thanks to you guys for being here and supporting us. One of the things that I have learned, particularly in the last couple of years, is how valuable time can be and how precious it can be. Absolutely. We have to dedicate certain amounts of time to certain aspects of our life. And sometimes that means other things get put on the back burner or get set aside completely. And that sucks. But through it all, IPC has endured. And through it all, listeners like you choose to take time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. And for you to dedicate that much time to hear our thoughts and our ramblings is nothing short of a miracle sometimes. And so we, we, we appreciate that you choose to spend a couple of hours out of your very precious day by being a part of what we do. And we appreciate all the people that are doing stuff behind the scenes as well that help make this possible. Ben takes hours out of his day to edit it. And Sean takes time away from his family to be able to uh, launch the show and bring it to a close. And so um, there's a lot of people that are doing like some social media promos and, you know, staying engaged in the peace hangout group. And, you know, there, there's just a lot that goes into setting up something like this and making it a success. And uh, it's not just me. It's not just Ben. IPC has become so much bigger than that. And we acknowledge that. And we appreciate that. And we look forward to so many more adventures to come. But I think that is officially going to do it for episode 347 of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. Our eight-year anniversary special had to come to a close sometime. And it just did. And it was super fun and super special going down memory lane, looking back on all the different franchises we've done. Apparently, it's at least 35, possibly more. At least. On depending on what stuff we've covered in like our newsreel episodes and our Super Bowl recap episodes and things like that. Like who knows how many different things we have touched on over the last eight years and who knows what still lies ahead. But I guess we're going to find out eventually. We're just not going to find out tonight. That's going to do it for this episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. I'm Zach Arnold. So excited to be back for the remainder of this summer and into whatever else lies ahead. Thank you for being a part of our eight-year anniversary. Thank you for listening as long as you have, whether you just started tonight or you have been with us since year one. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we look forward to next week when, well, two weeks from now, I guess. Two weeks from now, we continue our summer slate, and it'll be a really fun episode, but we're not going to uh, give it away just yet what that will be. 
Great show as always, says Kenny. Thank you. About to start over from the beginning and catch up on what I missed. So that, that again, dedicating your time. We appreciate you, Jesse. Appreciate you, Kenny, and everybody else that's been a part of this show. We'll see you all in two weeks for another episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast. But until then, good night, everyone. I can remember when we walked together Sharing a love I thought would last forever Moonlight to show the way so we can follow Waiting inside her eyes was my tomorrow Then something changed her mind Her kisses told me I had no loving arms to cannot face this world that's fallen down on me so if you see my girl please send her home to me tell her about my heart that's slowly dying say I can't stop myself from The hippopotamus, the most dangerous land animal in the world. Hippopotamus, hippopotamus, hippopotamus.
hippopotamus. I like swimming, but I'm dangerous. If you get too close to me, I might just bite your feet. Oh, hippopotamus, 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 I'm a hippopotamus. I'm a hippopotamus, I'm fat and dangerous. If you don't understand, I might just bite your hand. Oh. 